Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. Yep, okay. Come across. <laughs> Squiggity, squigglers. <laughs> Squiggle, squig, squiggity, squiggle. <laughs> squeak, squeakity, squeaker. You owe me a new acorn. <laughs> Impersonal new groove, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, I'm like, all right, which animated show is that from? Gosh. <laughs> One of the most, like, I think, not slept on, but I think underrated animated films that have come out in the past. God, when was it now? I wanted to say decade, but I know ago? that's wrong. Yeah. 20 years <laughs> Yeah, I think it was right around the time I was starting college, so yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's 22 years old. It came yeah. out in 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I I just, I love the guy, and I can't think of his name, because it's... Uh, Patrick it's Warburton? Put- is, that, is that Putty from... Yep, oh. Patrick Warburton. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Cronk, just, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy, like, oh, the poison. The poison to go. Goose, go. Goose, goes poison. Okay. <laughs> And David's point is uh, David Spade isn't even that annoying. Cronk <laughs> <laughs> for me, Cronk makes that movie. I mean, and to prove the fact that Cronk was so popular, he's the one who got like a TV spinoff. I mean, they did do like a younger Cusco when he was in his school days. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Cronk's new groove is where it's at. Hey everybody, I'm Steve, and Izzy's a little ill, but this is a mini episode, and tonight, oh tonight, I guess I don't know if you know this, the past month or so we've been talking about these female assassin movies, um, and you know, in true everything i learned from movies fashion kind of the bad ones uh but i want to talk about all of them the whole genre in general and i kind of needed an expert with me uh so ladies and gentlemen from the real feels podcast we have drew expert is so generous of a of a title <laughs> i know since i just heard you just finished watching long kiss goodnight for the first time <laughs> i know where, where was i in 1996 what was 10 year old me doing apparently <laughs> not watching not r-rated watching, movies not watching r-rated <laughs> movies do you do you think i'm still warm and fuzzy oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no it was it was very very good very good Excellent. Yes. I meanwhile, fifteen-year-old Steve is just scooping that shit up with his hands and shoving mm. it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> Life is paid. You just get used to it. <laughs> you know, as as any ninth grader should know at that point. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Are there any other questions? Yeah. What's the weather like on your planet? <laughs> Uh, Frank and Ernest. Anyway, Drew, thank you so much for joining me on this. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, Izzy's a little under the weather. 
Mm. Uh, a little little tummy thing going on and you know just just wasn't in the mood but i i love this genre of movies i don't know what's what's your background with female assassin movies well i would definitely say that i've seen my fair share i i have definitely devoured a handful of them however i think that i'm missing some key movies and when we start discussing them i'll i'll let you know if that's you know one that i have not seen but I, I can definitely say that I've seen uh, a good number of them. I enjoy them. I think it's a fun take on, you know, the whole killer for hire. And it, yeah, you, you have the mystique, you have the sex appeal. And more importantly, I think it actually gets a little grittier when you have some female assassins as opposed to the dudes. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, they all seem to, you know, have that that formula where it's, you know, the super sexy lady. It basically, it usually is like a like a stripper's backstory, like a not so good childhood that led her down a career path she uh, didn't necessarily want to, but found she was good at. Right. <laughs> uh, hijinks ensue, and you know, there's usually a bout of crying in the middle to you know show show that you know more in touch with her feelings than you know jason statham would be in a, in a similar situation you know right. <laughs> but 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 it makes for a more, more provocative story and uh, yeah i don't know i i just love the genre um but of course in honor of you know uh, lady shoot first that we did in january and feb fatale i put the question out there what is the greatest female assassin movie and i have the twitter poll results by the way, mm-hmm. one of our more popular ones, 194 votes, which is a lot for us. Ooh, I um, like and, it. And the winner with 57% of the vote, of course, is the one everybody has seen, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Mm, yep, that's. I think that was definitely going to be a given. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, second place, Long Kiss Goodnight, 26%. Hey. Uh, I threw in Hannah. Of course, you know, the one we talked about. Uh, that got mm-hmm. 7% of the vote, which, you know, no slouch. And then yeah. 10% for Other. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Other yeah. Other's going to be pretty broad, because, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that you oh. can put in there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, pre- probably looking into Other, fourth place would have been Atomic Blonde, which got mentioned a couple times. Uh, we got Gary Cochran, uh, Rashini with Ratchet Book Club, Return to Oswald podcast, some great podcasts, check them out. Uh, Barky and Bitey, um, and basically the consensus is that's so good because Charlize did all her own stunts and it's more realistic than most of them. Which, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, was it uh, was it Chad Stileski that uh, directed that one? Guy did like Hobbs and Shaw and I. You like, know what? Okay, and this, will be, this, this will be one of the first ones. I have not seen Atomic Blonde. Oh, we haven't seen Charlize I, Theron and James no. McAvoy. And, so I, like, I remember when it came out and I remember like hearing the name and people were kind of raving about it. But I, I honestly knew nothing about it. I will tell you right now, looking and researching today before we were going to record, finding out that Charlize Theron is Atomic Blonde, I would have been all over that shit because I love yeah. Charlize Theron. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think you'll like it. Yeah, the... The, the fight scenes in, in particular are really good. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, one takes, but, you know, there's cheats, obviously. Um, sure. And a lot of great 80s soundtrack. A little, like, it's it's Berlin in the late 80s when the walls fall in. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that era kind of techno stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also mentioned a couple times was La Femme Nakita, 
Uh, we got that recommended from Cult Film Companions Podcast, Myths Beyond Legend, Faux Fox, Regina Fontana, Stephen Jacobs. Yeah, just, uh, have you seen the original La Femme Nikita, the, the Luc Besson that started it all? <laughs> this is where you may have to take my movie reviewer card, Steve, because I have not seen La Femme Nikita. I have seen it once. But I have seen Point of No Return, which is the remake they did like four years later or whatever, like three or four times. So I feel like that might uh, (laughs) be the American version of it basically a couple times. (laughs) But La Femme Nikita, like it's such an iconic name that just sticks out in my head for film. And yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just one that's just fallen through the cracks. And it was a series on like USA or something in the 90s, right? Oh, was it really? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I may be uh, showing my, my cards there. You know, late night on USA, it kind of turned into like Silk Stockings and La Femme Nikita and I don't know, maybe Red Shoe Diaries. No, not quite that, but you know, Silk it gets stockings. a little risque there. Silk Stockings sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, man. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> the best thing about Silk Stockings is you'd usually watch the show before it, whatever it was, and as soon as you heard that, bom, 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 little intro song it was like oh time Uh to change channel (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see where some others uh ams monday uh he mentioned the assassin from 2015 i am unfamiliar with this one but it looks pretty awesome i i just you know i was gonna buy on imdb and saw that picture and was like i'm in yeah I, 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 i looked it up today and i saw a trailer and the trailer looked good Ooh, nice. So. And then uh, he also mentioned 2002's Naked Weapon starring Maggie Q. I have seen this movie. It is pretty dang good. I will warn you, though, not as much nudity as you might expect from that title. <laughs> <laughs> False but, advertising, Steve. False advertising. Yeah. Naked Blank starring Maggie Q. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew, I, I have to ask this one. Have you seen... Lady Snowblood. No. 1973 Japanese no, movie. But I saw like little snippets along with a trailer today and read up on it. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like old Asian, you know, martial arts films. Absolutely love it. Now this is one about an, an a female assassin. I, I was I was immediately looking for a DVD to buy because it looked fantastic. It's currently streaming on HBO Max, along with its sequel, uh, Lady Snowblood, Love Song of Vengeance, which is almost just as good. I'm not going to lie. I have my weekend planned. (laughs) If you like Kill Bill, this is absolutely the number one most influential film in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Okay, perfect. Like perfect. Basically, basically, the star is Oren Ishii, you know, Lucy Liu looking mm-hmm. girl. And like all the like, like the zoom cuts and the even the soundtrack, like you'll be like, wait a minute, I've heard this song, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically 25 years later, he uh, he did his own version of it with uh, without subtitles. But oh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was mentioned by Chris at bergfan004 and also sam with movie reviews and 20 cues he uh he agreed with them so what others were mentioned yeah um greg gainer uh he mentioned columbiana which we've talked about on a previous episode it's uh, i like i I really like columbiana more importantly i like the kills the story is that cliche kind of like i'm gonna get revenge you're gonna pay for ruining my life 
but the kills, especially with the pool, is is so oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And and uh, a fun fact that we mentioned during that episode that was apparently written as a sequel to Leon the Professional. Oh, really? Yeah, it, like it was like it was it. supposed to be Natalie Portman's character. Yeah, or... just a, a few years later, exacting revenge, like when she turned you know nineteen or twenty oh. or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, okay. oh, that makes a lot more sense, you know? Think okay, about it that yeah, way. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, Frank, at Frank Lee, my dear, uh, he recommended a movie I'm definitely going to check out as well. Come Drink With Me, 1966. Uh, this is a Japanese movie, and it looks awesome, and it's $2 on Amazon, so I'll probably be watching that this weekend. <laughs> mm. I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just making a list, Steve. You're, you're giving me, like, a smorgasbord. No, I, 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 that's why I've got the list right here. So I can, uh, yeah, there's like <laughs> nine on here of like ones I still need to see. And I feel like I've seen a lot. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hazel Brown, she mentioned The Villainous, uh, 2017. It's a Korean film that apparently was inspired by Luke Besson, which makes a lot of sense. It's a female assassin movie. And uh, To Be or Not To Be at Not To Be Pod, War, uh, Warrioress. 2013 uh, this this one like i'm definitely gonna check out uh it's three three out of ten on imdb which is always a ooh, oh, this is like asylum territory <laughs> yeah. but but apparently it's a movie that's like made by stunt women and of course featuring them like in the lead roles and stuff like that so it's okay like, oh all right all right like, all right let's let's shine some lights on you know those that are often overlooked and underappreciated. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for your responses, guys, and your suggestions. Definitely appreciate it. I'm definitely going to check out every single one of these. I'm not going to lie. I also found a top 15 list on Screen Rant that apparently mm-hmm. is the top 15 movies, and it's apparently uh, an updated one because there's a couple 2021 movies on here. But uh, <clears throat> you ready to go down this list, Drew? I, I am ready to go down the list. I also uh, read through that list, and I, I kind of skimmed through some YouTube top lists as well. So uh, maybe I can fill in some gaps. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, number 15 was Ava 2020, starring Jessica Chastain. We uh, we just did an episode for it. Uh, I think it came out like two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, have you seen Ava? I have not. Ooh, it's on Netflix. It's pretty good. I mean, is it perfect? No. But, uh, yeah, there's some good fight scenes, and yeah. You know. Okay. All right, this is the one that got me. Number 14, Long Kiss Goodnight. Number two in our our poll, which is obviously the most accurate, but they had it number 14. So, I mean, it's interesting to take to the point that, I mean, clearly, with the whole amnesia thing, and she gets it back, and she eventually, you know, swaps back into charlie and i mean maybe that is what people are taking away it's like oh well she's not an assassin the whole time yeah, but she's only assassin like in the third act or something yeah. i i don't know i don't know and some of the and this may be a little foreshadowing for your list and maybe some other things that we'll talk about in a bit but i've noticed that some people are considering with female assassins in film it's not necessarily the starring role, but rather if the character is in the movie and if whether or not the movie itself lends to the fact that they're assassinating people, but that may not be the overall like point of the plot. Yeah, like um, like like Black Widow, 
Would sure. you consider that a female assassin movie? I do, because obviously there's dozens of female assassins in it. Right, but, right. So d- definitely, definitely female assassin. And then I saw someone list Underworld. And so you have Celine yeah. in Underworld where, I mean, it, is she an assassin? I more see her as like literally a soldier for the vampire uh, coven. Yeah. Oh, I've, so, got, I've I mean, got one coming up on this list yeah. of 15 that I have a serious issue with. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Like, like, okay, A View to a Kill. Would you consider that a female assassin movie? Obviously, Mayday, played by Grace Jones, is a female assassin, and right. she is badass. But that's not what you th- immediately think of with the genre, no. right? No. Yeah, because she, she's, she's just a henchman for Zoran, and yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, anyway... That's this list. That's where we're going off of. Uh, number 13 is Anna, 2019. Have you seen that mm-hmm. one? I Sasha have. Luz? Yep. Oh, you have? Yes. Excellent. What Thoughts? <sighs> I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I know that I've seen it, but <laughs> actually, like, coming up with now an answer, which I'm sure everyone's just like, God, Steve, why did you have this guy on? He hasn't seen anything. <laughs> um, I the know I've seen voice. it. <laughs> I know I've seen it, and now I'm, of course, going to be, like, looking at... Oh, you know what? Never mind. I take that back. I've watched a different movie that's titled Anna. I take it back. (laughs) Well, Hannah, Anna, Columbiana, Ava. Yeah, I I can see where there might be some confusion. (laughs) No, there's this movie where a guy visits a a girl in a... um, Like a boarding school, and she almost is, like, psychic, and she predicts things and she makes things happen to people that are unfortunate and he has to try and prove if she's actually like psychic or maybe like possessed and the movie is also titled anna oh so i think i think that's what just kind of okay yeah this one uh, stars basically a victoria supermodel in the lead uh directed by luke basson or I, I, i don't remember if he directed it or just produced it or whatever there, there's actually one fight scene in a restaurant in the middle of the movie that is like 10 out of 10. Uh, the mm-hmm. rest of it's kind of the standard, you know, La Femme Nikita kind of <laughs> okay. story. Lu- uh, Luke Besson directed and wrote the screenplay for Anna. Oh, okay, okay, he did. Because I know he's like <laughs> credited as the writer on like all of them. <laughs> because oh, you it, know. Ha- it has Helen Mirren and Luke Evans? Yes, please. It sure does, yeah. yeah. And, and Helen Mirren is basically like the Russian madam, like Frau Varbisna kind of a character. Oh, it's it, like she's got the glasses and everything. It, it's pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Uh, number 12, proud Mary 2018 with, uh, starring Taraji P Henson. We also did an episode. I think that one will be coming out next week. Yeah. Proud Mary has, has been on my list for a while and I, and I really, really do want to see it despite, uh, Baba, no, Jeffy, like the the director who did it. I, I'm not a huge fan of like London has fallen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, this is something that immediately made me think of. Um, gosh, what's the Quentin Tarantino film? Jackie Brown. Yes, it ma- yep. immediately made me think of like Jackie Brown, and yeah, I was it, like, let's let's do this. It's a modern day Jackie Brown. Yeah, it, it's like 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 a modern day like yeah like uh, Foxy Brown or Coffee like that. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. uh, what, was it uh, Sister's Revenge? Yeah, it, it's one of those kind of kind of feels to it. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it too. Danny Glover's in it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 11 is one I haven't seen. Kate. The new uh, one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead that's on Netflix, where she's like poisoned okay. and she has like yeah. one day to survive. And she, has, and she only has so long to, <laughs> you know, try and figure out exactly, like, just, just the point of like, why? Why was I poisoned? And she has to deal with um, Miku Patricia Martinu, who plays the, not the daughter of the guy, but the niece of the guy that she apparently needs to get to. And, oh, Christ, is she annoying. She's so annoying oh. in the film. But the main assassin gal, love it. I love how how much she goes through and how much pain, like, she's clearly in. Like, it's not a matter of, like, oh, I've been poisoned and I need to get through this movie. It, it goes to the level where you can clearly see it's like, I am dying, yeah. like, every second. Let's oh, do this. So, so it's not exactly like a like a crank? Because that's what I'm kind of thinking. No, no, it's not. There's no there's no real, like, lulls, you know what I mean? It, it goes yeah. from a high point where she realized she's poisoned and she's got to get really just some answers. And it, it does steadily slow in pace but it doesn't change the amount of like action or really kind of like the endearing nature that you connect with her just honestly to find those answers nice yeah i'm, I'm yeah. definitely gonna have to check it out like i i, I remember like when it was kind of come like it, it's it's one of those movies where it's like you know you see the commercials and stuff leading up to the release like oh cool it's gonna be on netflix blah 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 and then you just forget it you know something happens and you forget about it for a week and then it's just lost forever <laughs> right uh, right uh in fact that's almost the exact same thing as number 10 on the list gunpowder milkshake came out the same year with karen gillen and lena hetty about a hit woman or a mom protecting a child or whatever and it's like yeah i'm in why why would i not watch this <laughs> so but, i but I, I was i was very much excited for this because karen gillen love and who doesn't love Lana Hetty? Because, I mean, after Game of Thrones, you want some you want some more hype because they got a lot to make up for. And oh, Michelle yeah. Yeoh is in it as well. But oh, I, I don't know. I, I kept seeing like back and forth bad and semi good reviews, but never like a high praise. So it's just one, one of those yeah. movies that has just been sitting on the watch list. But I like yeah, the it's one of those like if you enjoy the genre, you'll probably like it. But sure, if you're, if you're sure. just looking for a movie midday, kind of cheer yourself up. Probably not. I don't know. No. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, number nine was Columbiana, as we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, number eight, Atomic Blonde. All right. This is the one I have the issue with. Number seven, Lucy, 2014. I think they got confused because she's not a female assassin in the movie. Sh she's not a female assassin. She's basically uh, she's, a fucking superhero. But well, because I mean, she's she's a mule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a she's a mule that just by happenstance gets the drugs like opened up into her. And yeah. then she becomes not even like I wouldn't even say like a superhero. She becomes like God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I'm like, wait, OK. Yeah, she kills people. Sure. It's directed by Luke Masson. That doesn't that's like saying Fifth Elements, a female assassin movie, because Mia Jovovich you know kills a bunch of people but yeah and i and i think that's the i think that's the confusion where it's like oh does a woman go around and like does she sneak up on someone and kill them or does she find someone that she wants to kill tells them a bit and then kills them like did she technically assassinate them yes is she an assassin no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's a she's a drug meal that went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, number six on the list, the villainess, as we mentioned earlier, that uh, Korean film. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Wanted, two thousand eight, Angelina Jolie, James McAvoy popping up again, bullet riding. Right. So yeah, okay, and I mean it is. It is literally like a group of assassins learning yeah. to bend bullets. And I, I guess this is just one of those films where it takes not necessarily our protagonist, but highlights, you know, a supporting character, even if that supporting character is almost on par with the lead. Yeah, I I, I basically remember two things about that movie. Angelina Jolie in that little uh, that tub or whatever she's in, seeing her tattoos. <laughs> and more an academy award winner morgan freeming sang the line shoot this motherfucker <laughs> it happened drew it happened it... <laughs> now i've seen i've seen morgan freeman in a film where he does play like a hitman an assassin and it's um i can't think of the name of it right now but it, it, uh, it involves uh no it's not red it's not oh. red, and I do I do love red, and I I will commend red for what it is. This one oh, actually cool. has John Cusack, and he is going hiking with his son, and Morgan Freeman like gets gets caught up with him in the woods, and they somehow get his gun, and now it's their uh their mission to like keep him alive to turn him into the police, but the men that Morgan Freeman has crossed are chasing them. I have, I don't believe I've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I'll I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, number four on the list, Hannah. Again, you joined us for that episode. Mm-hmm, Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, La Femme Nikita, the original, nineteen ninety. Number two, Kill Bill, two thousand three and four. Number two, is it going to be number like... two? So what could possibly be number one on this list? <laughs> is it is it volume two? <laughs> no. It's Lady Snowblood, 1973. Interesting. That, that okay. one you're going to watch this weekend on our recommendation, yes. and you're going to love it. And you're going to be like, holy crap, how have I not had this shut down long? my throat? Yeah. yeah. And you're going to watch the sequel, Lady Snowblood, Love Song of Vengeance. <laughs> Both streaming love, on HBO Max. No. <laughs> I love I love Japanese titles for movies because they don't, they don't play around. They just give you like a full story <laughs> in a, in no, a title. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2000, 2006's The Contract with Morgan Freeman and John Cusack. Ooh, The Contract. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- did I miss any other uh, female assassin movies? Like, the only other ones I can kind of think of offhand are like, eh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, there's one from the early 80s called, like, Miss 45 that uh, was, like, from the director of Bad Lieutenant that uh, is covered on the Grind Bid podcast, one of our favorites, but... Um, oh yeah, I know like Olga Kirilenko has been in like five or six assassin movies. The, uh, the, the chick from Quantum of Solace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 She was in like the Hitman ones and, uh, uh, was it like the assassin next door or something like that? Like uh, she's been in a bunch and, and she pops up in Black Widow. Uh, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, some that I found on a list. Were things like <clears throat> uh, Aeon Flux? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean, she's 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 a hired assassin. She's hired to kill people, and you know, in the future where people are augmented, um, ultraviolet. Uh, oh God, how could I forget ultraviolet? <laughs> that movie but came I mean, out on my twenty 
fifth birthday, and I'm such a huge Mila Jovovich fan. Right, I went and saw it, it in theaters, it, and I was mortified. By <laughs> I mean, really, people had listed it as an assassin film, and I'm not 100% sure that I agree with it as an assassin. Like, she seems more like an agent who's yeah, like a courier inter- kind Yeah, of like thing. a courier, yeah. and she's she's just trying to do a job. So I don't necessarily know if I agree with them to say that it's, you know, an assassin movie. Um, Peppermint. Peppermint. The Peppermint. Oh, yes. With Coming later that, this month. Yeah. Peppermint. I <laughs> almost say it's it's a revenge film. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's vengeance and it is uh, like street justice yeah, as opposed death to. Wish. Right. Right. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I agree 100% with that. I can see where they're going with it because. I mean, even she's getting the crowd behind them where it's like, she's killing people. It's like, she's breaking the law. I don't know. They don't, they don't seem to agree. <laughs> Lots of people are loving her. <laughs> oh, Drew, speaking of Jennifer Garner, how about Elektra? Oh. Oh, the, the original Marvel superhero female-led movie <laughs> that everyone I, forgets about. No, I, I don't forget it. I, I purposely <laughs> don't want to remember it. I don't like Elektra. I didn't, I never, I didn't like it when I watched it. And that was the last time that I watched it. I didn't. Sorry, I did not think it was that. Now, good. <laughs> now, are you thinking about the movie Electra or Daredevil, which I I found in the rewatch? Oh no, no, Everything no! Everything I remembered about Electra was in Daredevil. <laughs> oh no, no, no! This was Electra, where like the guy's lion tattoo was like yeah, coming out okay. of. It. God, no, thank you. I, I completely I did forgot not... <laughs> about General Zod being her master or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Um. I would also go with what's her name, um, Leah Sedu uh, from uh, oh, yeah. Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. So oh, if you're gonna yeah. highlight, if yeah. you're gonna highlight another character, I think that she did wonderfully, and and she's so callous about it. You know what I mean? She she has like no emotion. It's purely like a job for her. Um, another one that I really like. I I genuinely like the movie. Uh, for what it is and the uh, I don't know like the story I feel like there's more of a story to it but it is uh, 2018's Hotel Artemis with Jodie Foster yes okay okay yes good point I I I watched that movie and I'm like how is this not a bigger thing (laughs) and I mean you have Sophia Butella playing nice and I I think it's great like her entire thing is to get in there and to do the kill not to like try and spoil for anybody, but like she does get her kill, and it's it's a great concept. I love yeah. the concept. I feel like there could be a series, you know, just like a prequel, like leading up to like how Jodie Foster acquired it, why she's lived there and become agoraphobic and not going outside for the past like thirty years. The only limitation though is that you're literally stuck inside the hotel. Well, and that's why, like, okay, so. The John Wick spinoff, like there was going to be a TV series called like The Continental about all the assassins there at The Continental, kind of a similar thing. But I think because Hotel Armist didn't make a lot of money, they were like, well, let's bump the brakes on this a little bit. Maybe maybe Lance Reddick's a little too busy to be a part of this. And, you know, I I could see like one or two episodes of like the assassins, you know, sitting in the lounge room and sharing stories. And then it suddenly shifts to a flashback and maybe like a job that they did. But that I, that I think would get old, you know, kind of quick. 
Yeah. Just just yeah, the yeah, constant totally. like, oh, who's coming in today? What stories do they have to tell? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Sophia Batella, what about the Kingsman? She was in there with the uh the sword legs and <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> the sword legs were so odd. Such a peculiar choice for like an augmentation to try and I get I guess make her deadlier, but it, it seems it seems much more that it would be so impractical. Like, I mean, how does she? Oh, how does she drive? How does she fit into a plane properly? Like, she can't bend them. <laughs> yeah, j- j- just like Oscar Pistorius and uh, you know the vets that come back with those the, <laughs> the leg things. You know. Also, uh, spoiler alert for Atomic Blonde. Sophia Battelle is in that one too. Okay. And you you, you get to see a little something with her and Shirley's and Theron. Shirley's Theron. So, oh. So well, just the. That would not be the first time that we see little Charlie's Theron in a little something. Oh, Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate, Monster. Oh, uh, I haven't seen Monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. I guess it has been a couple times. Huh? <laughs> anyway, whew, I'm, ba- I'm back. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess like there's a lot of like assassin, female assassins like the James Bond movies, but... I mean, sure. for me, it's yeah. it's 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 either Mayday from A View to a Kill, or it's like mm-hmm. Drax's Legion of female assassins, or whatever from uh, Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, it's always like those ones that stand out to me, and but or, and of course, Fomka Johnson and Goldeneye. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, come on, Zenia on the top. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so so do you have a favorite? Is, is it Kill Bill like everybody else, or I, is there another I one very, that speaks to you? I very much enjoy Kill Bill. Um, I, I enjoy the comedic aspects of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith because sometimes you just need yeah. you just need like a goofy movie to laugh at, despite the you know despite the action. <laughs> Ma, wait! I could have killed you. <laughs> 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 yeah, the the that's definitely the the wittiest banter in a, in a, in a right. in, I think any assassin movie, like even above like James Bond and that shit, like that the I don't know the dialogue in that movie just just fucking pops every time. I love it. Right now, okay, so here here is the bigger question: like, do we peg girl with the dragon tattoo as an assassin or just as an agent? Drew, I'm gonna blow your mind right now. I haven't seen any any of those movies. Oh, you really should. You really should. I I feel like they were kind of. I feel like the books were kind of overhyped. But 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 I understand the original. What is it? Norwegian uh-huh. uh, f- films or whatever are far better. And I'll I I, I could probably add those to the list here. Where's my pen? It's just one of those things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that you kind of have to really take into account. Like, I mean, is she just doing a job? Is she enticed to join on a mission, you know, with Daniel Craig? Uh, does she get revenge purely because, you know, it's it's for the right cause? You know what I mean? Like, is she kind of falling back on her prior experiences in order to seek justice? Almost like kind of a idea to look at, like, you know, Jennifer Garner and Peppermint, but I think it's to a much less extreme with Peppermint because some of the stuff that happens and goes down in, uh, you know, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, it's a, a lot of it is revenge. 
I think yeah. a lot of it is is uh, is much more revenge. So I mean, again, it's it's just taking I think into account everything in the movie, watching really the motivations of the character and is it personal? Is it just a job? Because if they're an assassin, it seems to me like it should just be the job. Yeah, like like <laughs> like the way I would differentiate the uh, differentiate the genre is: do they get paid to kill people? Yes, or but it, it or is it like uh, like like in the seventies and eighties are all kind of movies like uh, like Savage Streets, where it's like, oh, my sister was raped, and you know, blah blah blah. Now Linda Blair's got to go on a killing spree. Like she's not getting paid for it, but you know the the effect right, is but, done. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that, and that also, you know, you're right. It does beg the question: like, do all assassins technically need to get paid, or are they just kept on like retainer? You know what I mean? Like, do they are are they you know are they owned by the company? I should say, and they're just like sent out on little missions. Yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can look into. I think a lot of hairs that you could split. I mean, you could almost... Oh, of course. Probably not, but I don't know why my brain is going here. But if you look at um, Abigail Breslin in, you know, Let let uh, let Me In. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, she's, she's a vampire, but she's technically stalking people, and she does kill them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but does the idea of being a vampire take it away? And if that's the case, then Celine is not an assassin. <laughs> I, I feel like this could be five or six genres on real oh, sure. podcast if uh, uh, <laughs> dude it is it is a rabbit hole that i'm ready to dive down into <laughs> you you could actually just have a genre of luke basson assassin movies and you'd have like 40 <laughs> to choose from <laughs> well we do have the assassin genre and has yet to be picked so it'll be interesting to see exactly who gets uh who gets what with that and when the, so, when so the which time one comes. of you picks assassins starring Sylvester Stallone and Antonio Banderas? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me that wouldn't be the choice. No, <laughs> I don't know if it'd be mine. <laughs> uh, well, Drew, thank you so much for joining me here on everything I learned from movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. I do have a podcast. Well, I am one third of the Real Feels podcast, where we come to you every two weeks to bring you a brand new movie genre with a movie to match it, where uh, we never repeat our genres until our gigantic list uh, is finished. And hopefully that will last us another, I don't know, like seven, seven or 10 years, I, I believe the math was. It was it's one of the two. Oh, nice. uh, but yeah, endless, endless amounts of genres. Uh, we actually just had our double feature episode come out with uh, episode 104 with our paranormal comedy genre. And I chose 1996's The Frighteners. Great flick. I don't care what it's, your co-hosts say. I know. They gave yeah. so much. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. They gave they gave me so much shit. Um, okay, good. So I take it you've listened. And I was going to yeah, tell yeah. you, like, I gave you a little shout out. <laughs> you sure did. Thank you, Drew. And uh, because the double feature on that one is mm -hmm. the Tremors uh, the, Five. The yep, tr Bloodlines, baby. Or <laughs> Bloodlines, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The uh, the movie that started off our podcast all right. those years ago. <laughs> right. When I read that little tidbit, I'm like, "Oh, the chant is the same from Congo." I must tell Stephen Izzy. I'm pretty yes. sure. I'm pretty sure they know, <laughs> but I must tell them. <laughs> 
always appreciated uh and, and where can we find the real feels podcast again oh gosh you can uh, look up instagram and facebook just search for the real feels podcast we are on twitter at real feels pod and uh you can send an email to real feels podcast at gmail.com excellent and true we have the super bowl coming up on sunday Oh, is the, any is that predictions you want to throw out there, or do you even know who's uh, playing? I, I don't know. You know what? I'm I don't really follow the sports ball. Um, the only time that I typically am engaged in any type of sports is sometimes the Super Bowl because I have money on it, or if it's the Olympics. Uh, but well, if I'm both happening gonna, now, I well, <laughs> I know I know they're both happening. Uh, if I'm going to put my money on anything, um. For fear of retribution from my cousins who have Rams tattoos on all of their arms, oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Rams. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Bengals, psych motherfuckers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I look, I, I because friends with history of bad ideas podcast, I kind of have to go for the Bengals, but all the LA peeps, you know, be nice for the Rams to do something. Finally, I feel like, though, here's my prediction. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, which they have a good chance of doing, I mm-hmm, think like mm-hmm. half the team is going to retire. Like Andre Whitworth's going to retire. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's going to retire after being with the Lions for so long. Uh, fuck, uh, OBJ might retire just because he's really not that good anymore. I, I mean, Von Miller, like everybody on their team is like on the verge of like, will they won't they kind of thing i feel like if they win the super bowl like six people are gonna retire (laughs) i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna smile and nod because those just sounded like names to me (laughs) (laughs) yes yes lions that's a thing sure steve yeah like the tattoo on electro yeah yeah, anyway (laughs) yeah yeah just just look at the rabbits steve right across the river (laughs) oh oh and i have another prediction um i'm gonna drink a lot of beer um and eat some pretzels uh is he's like gonna set up like a nacho thing we're gonna have nachos all damn day yes Um, i'm also gonna be recording a podcast with history of bad ideas so you know (laughs) it sounds like a good day yeah right Uh, and uh Thank you, Drew. And of course, uh, as everybody knows, you can find us on everything I learned from movies on all the major podcatchers out there. Um, or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. See, it's a lot better when Izzy's here, too. But uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully she'll be better by tomorrow with her tummy stuff. And, mm. you know, I'm kind of hoping it's not like an, an appendix or anything like that. But we'll keep you posted. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Drew. And this is Everything I Learned from from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.